Hey, let me give you the setting of where we're at for this episode. You can hear the birds in the background, but what you can't see are the red cliffs about 200 feet that we're looking up at in front of us. There's a valley in uh, sort of below our feet behind us. There are some slot canyons and just a gorgeous, gorgeous morning. And we're here in Garden of the Gods, which is one of my favorite spots in Colorado Springs. And we're finishing a three-day immersion with our team yep. where we come together and we queue up some of the right questions and we basically zoom out and plan out the year. We dream, we're honest, we push against each other, we affirm each other, we eat well, of course, we have some adventure and relaxation moments out in creation. So that's our setting today. We don't know where you're coming from, but we hope that you're out on a trail somewhere. We hope you're sitting at a bench, laying in a hammock, in a sunroom with a good cup of coffee. That is what this series is all about. And to some level, that's deeply what we need right now. As we are in this season where we have taken on more than we think. We have been more tired than we think for further and longer than we think. And our hope and prayer is that during these times, we get this chance to re our lives, to reimagine, rediscover, redesign all of these words that I believe our hearts and souls are longing for right now. And we've got an important talk today and conversation today that frankly, you're kind of interrupting. We've been talking about here with the birds in the midst of this conversation. Jonathan, what are we gonna focus on today? What do we think has had this, this topic of like kind of redoing something? And today you hit it, we're rediscovering. And I think discovery is important. We always love for those moments, like the mountaintop moments or those breakthroughs and those impact moments where we discover like, man, I have a new ability. There's a new place I can go to, a new thing I can do, a new hobby that I enjoy doing. And often, like you said, we take on so much, we get wrapped up in the everyday mundane and the tasks associated with getting all the things that have to be done to get from Monday to Friday or from Sunday to Sunday. And, and we get lost in this, like the work that has to be done inside of a box that we put ourselves in. And then we lose this idea and the wonder really of discovery and new ways to navigate life and everything changes. And so today we're talking about what it means to rediscover this idea of deep work and creativity. Um, and wherever you are, wherever you're watching, wherever you're like listening to this today, just a couple of things. You, you are a creative person, first and foremost. You're created by the greatest creator ever. And you were created to have fun and to enjoy. And I think we, we take work and we look at it as something we have to do instead of what we get to do. And there's ways of rediscovering getting to do the things that we're called to do, no matter where you lead and serve in a way that draws you to a creative, just thriving. This idea of deep work that we're gonna talk about has changed my life. So I wanna start from that perspective. It has also changed our team. Many of the risks that we've taken at Stay Forth, many of the processes and products, even things like the Right Side Up Journal, the Right Side Up Collective, this podcast even, was birthed and continued and sharpened through experiences like this. If it were just over Zoom, I think we would be a fairly creatively flat organization. Yeah. It's good, it's just not enough. And we want you to, to kind of zoom out a little bit. If you're listening to this, again, you're more tired than you think, you've been through more than you think, and there are a lot of leaders that are creatively flat right now. 
part of the reason for that is I believe your heart and soul and mind and body telling you I need rest. And there's this quote I love. I quote often a friend of mine, Will Mancini, says, without margin, there's no imagination. Think about that. Without margin or without space, there is no imagination. Dreaming, creativity, those kind of things, they don't come from just in the midst of white-knuckling the struggle over something. But in some of the effortless moments, we get some of the best ideas. And in this setting, this has been something that our team has always come back to, whether it's Jonathan and I driving down the Oregon coast, eating tacos and blueberries and blackberries and picking up hitchhikers and being on the beach, um, whether we are in a beautiful coffee shop, it doesn't have to be an unbelievable setting. We just happen to be in one right now. Uh, it doesn't have to be on vacation or at Yosemite National Park or at you know the ocean but it does need to be a little bit of a different place. And we're going to talk about that later. What do we mean by this idea of deep work? Well, there's a guy named Cal Newport, and I love his book, Deep Work, but we're going to give you, you know, kind of the the fastest summary that we can in that is that if you want to do creative work, it requires deep thinking. And in order to do deep thinking for an extended period of time, you're going to need to give it your focus. Focus often looks like going on airplane mode or even turning off your phone. And for an extended period of time, getting into a different place so that it can get you into a different mindset. Chances are a lot of your work gets interrupted by your texts, by your emails, by your trips to the bathroom. Then in the midst of that, you run into a different employee and then you have a conversation. You go on social media or you go to answer one thing and then you get sucked into seven things. And an hour later, where did my day go? Where did my week go? Where did my month go? What am I even doing in this job? And I hear that so many times. And friends, I've been there before. If you're there, you need deeply to zoom out. And this summer, we believe, is a great time for deep work. Deep work can look like three hours away in a coffee shop with classical music on, completely focused on writing your book. It can look like four hours away with your team focused on one topic of what are our goals for this next year. It can look like a two-hour hike into the hills or into the forest or the prairie to think about a question, what needs to change in my life or my parenting or my marriage? Those are examples of deep work. It's an extended period of time. You're in a different place and you have gotten out of the regular rhythm, routine, and distractions of the day. Now, those things are normal. They're part of life, leadership. We can't get around those, but it's simply not enough if you want to live a creative life you want to lead a creative calling. And so the first part, we really want to focus on the what. There are projects, there are big things, maybe areas of your leadership that you've pushed off. If you haven't, I'd love to hear from you. You're probably the most proactive leader that we've ever met. I'm just speaking for myself and every other leader I've ever met. There are projects you'd love to do. There are projects you need to do. Maybe they're on your docket and you kind of keep pushing them ahead. There are even things you're really excited about that are deeply important, but they just have never been urgent to you. And I want you to spend some time thinking about that project. What is that project, that area, that assignment that you know is going to take extended time that you've been pushing off? This could be something that you know that you have to do in order to set yourself up for 
this next year, this next quarter, this next season, this next opportunity, or something that you deeply want to do, like writing a book, like launching that podcast, but before that you need a certain chunk of time for those ideas. And before we let you sit and think about what that is, I want to say there are two different types of deep work, two different types of what. There's an individual what. Again, that's kind of the project that you're thinking about that Jonathan or I go off and work on a particular aspect of either stay forth or maybe a big project that we've been wanting to write about, think about, whatever that is. Secondly, there's a team project. So literally the example of that is what we're doing here is we've taken a deep work days for three days, not really answered our emails, barely answered texts, and that has been our sole focus while we're here, whether we're out eating a meal together, whether we're in a place like this, whether we're out on a hike. We did about 14 hours of team meetings one day, which sounds terrible, but you got to know our team. It was not terrible uh, in uh, our hub space, the Wolf Den. So think individual or team. What is the individual teamwork, or sorry, what is the individual deep work that you need to be focusing on? Or what is the collective teamwork that is also deep work that you need to be thinking about? Here's the first question for you. What project, opportunity, or area do you need to get away and focus deep work on? What individual area, project, or opportunity do you need to get away and focus your deep work on for an extended period of time? Think through that, and we'll catch you up ahead.
those are continuing on, and we look at this idea of deep work and, and creative blocks of time. Um, when we're going to engage in these is really important. You've named what you need to work on. When's important, and Alan, you just mentioned we've, we've been together for a few days. Our team was together. Um, we're out right now doing the same thing. And you don't want to spend too little time. I mean, you said we spent 14 hours the other day, but it was largely deep work with our team. It was this immersive time together. We spent larger chunks of time honing in on important details and projects. Yeah, maybe three hours on this yeah. particular project and then lunch for about two hours on something completely different. So really and it was blocks, yes. several and smaller even, blocks. And even lunch was a longer time where, they, where things were collided. We had discussion and strategic talk, but we were in a different place and we were focusing on key projects for longer periods of time. And you hit the nail on the head with three-hour blocks of time. And that could be scary to you guys. Listen, you may be wondering, like, I struggle to commit to do something for an hour. But you know we focus attention to things that are important to us. And if you've named a priority, you know, you have to name when you're going to do it. So what does that look like, Alan? To me, it looks really practical. There's no way around actually pulling my phone out. And I may have to cancel meetings. But to, to say this is the what, you identified that project, that opportunity, or that area, and this is when it's going to have to happen. Now, maybe that's a weekly block. Uh, when I wrote, I did write three books in three years, which, again, I don't recommend. That's just part of my story. That's how it happened. It terrified me because I already was busy, and every single week I had to create a block. There may be something else, like Jonathan and I have projects coming up, that we are going to, that you guys will benefit from. You'll see, you'll hear. Uh, and I need to look at my calendar and go, when is the best time to film for that? Well, if that's when I need to film, then I'm going to need three or four hours to create the content. And I back up a week or two. And so that one actually, for my big project that we decided on yesterday, I'm going to need two creative blocks to be able to do that. And until it's on my calendar... Until it's in my phone, I actually haven't committed to it. So the when here is so important. So you've already identified the what. Then what we want you to do is actually here identify the when. And we're going to leave you with this opportunity to actually put it on your calendar. Jonathan, what do you want these guys to be thinking about? Quite simply, you know, think about, be honest with yourself. When, when would I like this to be done? When does it need to be done? And then commit to a block of time, whatever that looks like for you, one, two, or three. But you have to write it down. And the honest truth is once you write something down and you've named something you're going to sacrifice to do this instead, you've made an accountability contract with yourself to say that I'm going to do this. And to me, that's important because if I'm wanting to live and lead well and pursuing health and sustainable impact, the things that I say that I'm going to do, I'm going to do them even if it's for myself, because I want the thing that I'm working on, it means a lot to me. It's a priority, and I'm sure you feel the same way. And you want the deliverable to be as good as it can be. And so that focus, time, and attention is important. And that's why a calendar named, penciled in, on paper, on your phone, wherever it needs to live, saying, I am going to do this on this date is important. So as we leave you and, and continue on up ahead, I want you to think of this thought. When are you going to execute this time. We'll see you up ahead.
You may be feeling the emotion of fear right now. Oh, I've actually committed to this. You may be feeling excitement. I'm actually going to get to that project. But that word actually is really important here. It's actually time to actually put it on your calendar. And there's one more aspect that's incredibly important to this. Experts say that if you've dedicated time and space to a project, then the last key is actually to name where am I going to be. Again, you've dedicated time and space to that. That's a huge investment. Your chances go up exponentially when you say, here's where I'm going to be for this. We could say our team's going to get together at some point during this year, but when we say, okay, we've decided on it, it's going to be Colorado Springs, then we start planning, we start getting ticket, you know, airline tickets, whatever that requires. And so in, in macro, if you're getting together as a decentralized team, you're going to need to pick a place. But we actually want to focus on here is just in, in micro. For you, um, how do you get into a space that is creative for you? Uh, everybody's a little bit different, but Jonathan, talk about that and why a place is so crucial to deep work. Yeah, I mean, it, it's simple. I go back to uh, Mark Batterson all the time. Change a place, change a pace, change a perspective. Boom. And and it's key with work and projects and the things that we want to get done, the things that we're like, man, this is important, it needs to happen, but it, it feels like work. And that's fine, but you're passionate about it. And for me, what I had to realize is just because something is work and it's a project that I need to get done, it it doesn't mean that I have to approach it in the traditional environment, in an, in my office or in my home office or, or places that are what I call static, in the co-working space in the library. The things that I enjoy, sitting in a coffee shop, going for a walk by the river, sitting outside as we're doing right now, looking up at the sun pop over this peak, we tend to look at those as simply restorative, and those are hobbies. But there's an intersection where they come together where you can look at something that you want to do. If I need to be on airplane mode and I want to like, and I want to be away from the cloud and disconnected so I can get some writing done or thinking through a strategy or a calendar of events, I can do that anywhere. And if what is restorative to me and thrives me creatively is being outside and the weather's nice, then why not go outside and spend three hours of focusing on this one time? Because that perspective change will dive you into this focus mode and you would be amazed at how your time is multiplied. And again, everybody's different on this. So you may be saying, well, you know, that's great if you're in Colorado. That's great if you live near a river. Um, guys, let's get really simple. Everybody's got five bucks. Yeah. You, you can go to a coffee shop that you don't normally frequent. You could drive 20 miles away to a place just out of the zip code. And that feels different when you're there to that spot. There are coffee shops in my city that I don't hit very often. And for me, that's a get-to place. So like Jonathan's saying, get out of your regular static work environment. And I have an awesome work environment that I absolutely love. And I regularly get out of that to be able to produce different projects. So of course, we love uh, creation. We love the wilderness and outdoors and, and adventure. And would love for you to be seeing this view on this rock right now. But it's as simple as, do you have another place you can go? A friend of mine has access to a condo. And these people let him use the condo whenever it's a Tempe. And he goes there every single Thursday. You know who you are. You go there every single Thursday. And that is his deep work block for about five hours working on his ministry and not in it. Other people go to 
uh, somebody else's house and have a meeting one-on-one with somebody there and take on this at their living room table uh, instead of where they normally have meetings on Zoom. Again, you may need to fly somebody in. It may be a different, uh, you know, park than you've been to before. Uh, it may just be a different look at that piece. And I just can't stress enough that if you want to produce something different, you got to go to a place that looks and feels different. And here's a reminder, as you're, as you're listening to this, wherever you're at, sitting somewhere, walking, biking, whatever environment you find yourself in, because we've encouraged you with this series to be in a, a different place than you would normally consume content. That very well could be some iteration of an environment where you could execute some amazing deep work. So let's leave you with a really simple question. We've talked about the what. We've talked about the when. It's on your calendar. Where? Where are you going to go for this deep work project? Where are you going to go for this deep work project? We want you to decide, and even during this time, add that to your calendar along with the time that you've designated. We'll catch up then.
Perhaps that's the most practical planning session you've had in a long time. And for that, you're welcome. Perhaps you're resisting actually putting that down, thinking I'll do it next week. And chances are you won't if you wait. Friends, if you have a burning in your bones, a project that you want to, have to, desperately need to do, my friends, it is worth blocking off. There is fear. There is a fear of missing out. There is the rush, the overwhelm of our culture right now. We get it, and guess what? We live within that as well. But we've looked back from the other side and seen so many of these things strung together have come together to create beautiful things like this podcast, like Stay Forth, like the projects that we've been able to be part of. And without extended periods of time, we just don't believe they're going to happen. We want to continue to talk about your life, your leadership, and the re of what is necessary in your life. I just want to remind you as, as we cross this finish line, you heard me say it a number of times and I live by it. This is really just another starting line in disguise. It's not the end. It's just the beginning, right? Today is the first day of the rest of your life. The end of the, of the information and content and the, the strategy session of this episode is the start to something new. And I want to leave you with it's time to start thinking about the importance engaging in deep work in your life and leadership could play in helping you get to that next level of health, get to that next level of impact, and move one step closer t- today to where you want to be tomorrow so that you in the future would look back and thank you today for taking those steps. We'll see you on the next episode.